Welcome to the Artism Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans, by artisans. I'm your host, Kathy Duraghi, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. This is Kathy Duraghi, president of Artisan Creative. I am deviating from our regular podcast programming to share with you some best practices in working with a remote team. Finding ourselves uh, with uh, the COVID-19 and so much social distancing, we are finding that quite a few of our clients are needing to make the move to a remote setting. However, not all of them have uh, contemplated this in the past. Given that we have been remote for the past 10 years, wanted to share with you some best practices and things that we have learned over the years in the hopes that it's going to help facilitate this move for you. Whether this is going to be a temporary move or if you've been contemplating going into a remote virtual setting, I hope that some of the pointers here are going to be beneficial. Thank you for joining. So I've learned, the, I think the biggest lesson that I learned um, as we started this journey was that remote teams need a lot of TLC. And that TLC really being those three key ingredients um, for making a, re- a remote team be successful, and that's technology, leadership, and communication. And pretty much most of what I'm going to talk about are going to fall into these three buckets. Um, I'll start with technology. Certainly when we first started 10 years ago, uh, we didn't have any of the tools that we're going to be talking about today. So it's really made going remote and being a virtual team so much easier today than it was 10 years ago. The tried and true technology pieces that uh, we work with every day, um, I'm going to share some of those with you and then just put some questions and some things out to you to really think about whether your team is set up to be doing a work at home um, situation. Oops. So is your team set up to be at home? So just, I want that to be in the back of your mind as we're having this conversation. Um, First and foremost, we use Slack, which is uh, an instant messaging tool uh, over anything else within our team. Um, It integrates very easily with other applications. Uh, We use Google Apps, you know, Box, as well as several other things. So there's a very easy way to be able to integrate it with other applications. And the best thing about it is that it has both free as well as paid versions. So if you're just testing the waters out, maybe the free version will be uh, sufficient enough for you. Now, however, if you need additional um, recording of, uh, you know, the conversations, if you need to be able to track the conversations, if you need to be able to track uh, people's login, log off times, then the paid version would be the way that you'd want to go. Also Zoom, obviously we're on Zoom today, but we use Zoom uh, on a weekly basis on all of our daily huddles and all of our uh, team meetings. Again, free and paid versions, as well as really the ability to be able to divide into meeting rooms. So if your team is the kind or your team meetings are the kind of meetings that people need to then break off and do breakout sessions or brainstorm sessions a few few members at a time, 
you can get the paid versions and add on to those meeting room options so that you're all together, then you can break up into these meeting rooms and then you can all come back together and it's very, very seamless. From a document management perspective, we use Google Apps and you know, a variety of uh, tools within the Google family of applications, DocuSign, uh, things like that, to just make sure that we're keeping everything uh, cloud-based to make it very, very easy. For uh, our project management tools, we use Trello for all of our internal uh, project management needs. Super easy, super fun. It's very much like uh, Pinterest. So it's a drag and drop board type of a, a card boards type of a situation, which is very, makes it really fun and very um, creative. And then for all of our external client conversations, uh, we tend to manage, project manage several graphic design, um, presentation design types of projects for our clients. So in those instances, we use a base camp for our external uh, communication and external project management, although there's plenty of tools out there for you to look into. Um, there's Asana, Monday, uh, Jira, um, so many other tools that you can really look into. One thing to keep in mind is if everyone in your office is going to be going remote, um, how your phone systems are going to get handled if, you know, if if that's going to be forwarded to someone or if you have a voice over IP type of a phone situation, we use a ring central, but phone.com is an also an equally great uh, option for you to use. Super easy. You can have it follow you wherever you want. You program it so that the phone extensions ring for your team members. If they work at a different location, they can forward that phone number to, to, to their, uh, you know, whether it's their home phone or their cell phone. So super easy if, if that is a tool that you really need. Um, as well as, obviously, uh, you know, these days many people have phone, you know, laptops and desktops and Wi-Fi at home. Um, a good thing to just check and make sure that their, their internet speeds or their quality of their laptop or the speed of their laptop and desktop is what you need for your business. And if not, then obviously thinking about um, supplying that for them would be an option. That's what we did when we first started. Um, and uh, over time, some people have made, you know, some people are Mac people, some people are PC people. So just kind of really working with whatever the, the setup of the team is. And then based on your business and kind of just security needs in your business, thinking about firewalls, uh, VPN accesses, remote accesses, if they're using their own computers, what kind of security software do they have? What kind of password protection do you need? Um, all of those are some things for you just to have in the back of your mind as you're thinking about doing this transition. Uh, in terms of uh, you know, HR and benefits and payroll, um, however, that is set up for you, um, whether you, you, know, you use QuickBooks Online, whether you're you know, more, more traditional in uh, how you're using. Um, we use Zenefits for managing uh, kind of the benefits part of the timekeeping and all of that for us. Uh, Gusto is another option that you can go with. Um, for timekeeping, we, we use Toggle for our projects. So at any time we do a recruitment project, you know, we're obviously keeping time as to um, how much time we're spending for a particular, you know, particular search. 
it comes with a Chrome ex extension, so it's super, super easy. And a new uh, tool that I've just started with is Loom, which is a video recorder for tutorials. So as we go into doing trainings for our team, um, using a tutorial that I'm able to kind of uh, circle and write things on uh, and just make notations on, it just makes it very, very easy. So if this is a brand new foray for you and you start thinking about how am I going to train my people to be you know, to be remote, what are some of the things that we need to collaborate on? A, a tool like Loom could be super easy for you to, um, for you to use. Next, the leadership piece of it here uh, is equally important uh, to really look at how you're providing a roadmap to go remote. Um, the most fundamental piece of being able to be remote and to be able to, as the leader and as the manager, to have peace of mind is the trust component and truly just trusting that you have good people who are intend intending on doing good work and just currently their working situation is changing. So as you look at who goes remote, um, those are some of the things to really think about. Is it the entire team? Is it a select few? When we first went remote, uh, four people went remote initially and then the rest of the team followed while we kind of tested the waters out. Um, providing training, that, I mean, this is a brand new space and brand new way of working. So just to make sure that training is being provided and really your expectations as a company is being set. Um, and if you decide that only part of your team is going remote, is to be able to really make sure that there's an equality between the remote workers versus the in-office workers. Um, it's, it's easy to get into the mindset of, oh, so-and-so is working from home, they have it easier. And that is actually not, not really the case. Um, so to really to debunk the myths of what remote work is. Uh, remote workers are just as hardworking, if not more. Uh, they're just as productive, if not more. So really to make sure that we're creating that equality between who's in the office, who has to still commute and drive in versus who gets to work from home. Those are good conversations to have uh, internally with your leadership team, as well as um, obviously with, um, with the, the, the team members. Um, establishing KPIs, metrics, Deliverables, all of those will not only help that your remote team members have a clear path and have a clear roadmap, but it will also give you um, just peace of mind and clarity that you'll be able to, on a regular basis, just be able to see progress and to be able to get status updates and reporting. So that piece of the puzzle is incredibly important to have you know, your KPIs or your rocks or your scorecards, all of those things in place. Um, and make sure that everybody knows how to utilize it uh, to the way that you need uh, in order for you to know the status updates. Uh, creating accountability partnerships um, helps quite a bit. Um, so for example, our recruitment team has their own accountability partnership. Our accounting team has their own. Uh, it also helps people not feel so siloed when they're remote. So to work on that and work on some sort of a partnership between subgroups of your group, uh, of your team members is important. Um, and also to set boundaries. Uh, it's, uh, 
it's easy when you work from home to work all day long into the evening from home. So to be able to set boundaries and have timeouts, you know, time ins, timeouts, be prepared and dressed show up for work dressed for work as if you're going to the office, you're just going to a slightly different office. And uh, to be also mindful of what kind of uh, unexpected things may come up. You know, just today, I think we heard that there were um, LAUSD closed down for an additional two weeks. So that's what an extra few hundred thousand kids that are going to be at home. How is that going to impact the parents who's going to be working from home? And what kind of flex time will that, you know, will you be able to offer? You know, what does that look like? Uh, not everybody is set up to be working from home. So how, what is that going to look like? Do they have a setup um, that is professional do they you know do they need to work out of their living room do they need to be working out of their spare bedroom is there a you know an elderly parent that lives with them is there you know are there kids at home so all of these things are something for you to think about um, the way we've done it at artisan we fully embrace life work integration you know as i mentioned before we have uh, members who have little kids and for us, it's completely okay if they need to take some time off to go drop off their kids at school or leave early to go pick up their kids from school as long as they come back and work. So that's just a culture that we have built. Um, but it took time to get us there. Uh, and for you to just really think about, you know, what are your boundaries and what are the expectations that, um, that you'd like to set? And then dovetailing into that is really core values and making sure that we are all living uh, to the core values of the organization and that um, our team is really leading, you know, they're, for themselves, they're leading a value-based um, system and really making sure that they're present and they're contributing and that they're really part of the entire e ecosystem for us because that part of it is really what is going to make our culture thrive in a remote situation. And... Um, with technology, you can absolutely have a great culture, uh, you know, even though you're not together. So you know, we have, uh, for example, we've built a Slack channels where we you know, pat each other on the back. You know, we give kudos to one another. We share daily gratitudes. We share pictures of cats and dogs and you know, random thoughts about movies and lunches and dinners and places we've gone to. So it's, you definitely can still have that atmosphere. It's just done through technology, so it's just something that just to take uh, to take into consideration and get used to. And the final piece of the the TLC uh, element here is the communication piece, and it's very important in a remote setting to make sure that we are, you know, not siloed. So we we may be working solo, but that we are here as a team together, not in a siloed situation. So we tend to, we found over the years that we tend to over-communicate in a remote setting. Um, you know, we, we meet via Zoom officially as a group. We meet twice a week. Um, however, all the other group members, you know, depending on their, their needs, they have special team huddles uh, that they do on their own. 
we always do everything with the video on. Um, so much easier to be able to make that inner per that personal connection when you can actually see someone. We uh, report in and out via Slack, you know, going to lunches, running an errand, so on and so forth. Uh, we don't want anyone to suddenly think that they're working in a vacuum and that there's nobody around. So we have that constant communication with one another. And, you know, we do status updates, you know, we're on a call, we're away, do not disturb. Again, just keeping everybody in the loop. Um, and then every Friday we send out, at the end of the day, we send out a recap of the week and the lessons learned through, throughout the week. And that, again, that just, you know, we start the Mondays with a team meeting and we end the Fridays with this recap. So it just brings the whole week uh, into a full loop for us. And defining our work hours is really important. Um, again, as I mentioned before, it's easy in a work situation to just make the assumption that people are around and available at all times. And that is just not the case. So to just really be mindful and respectful of, of boundaries and timelines and so forth is something that we just need to make communication uh, be you know, open and loud and clear on. And, uh, Speaking of communication, for those important conversations, we have a rule of always going video first because we want to see one another, especially if we're talking about a topic that is um, uh, that, that is very, very important. So we want to uh, do that on video. Then if we can't do video, a call, and then certainly then either a chat or an email is the way that we would, we would take it. Um, and then... Um, as a final piece here, as we talk more about culture, um, just from a branding perspective, if, you're, if your remote workers are going to be having Zoom or video conversations with external stakeholders, do you need to take into consideration some sort of a branding component? Do they... You know, depending on how their office setup is, what does their back wall, their Zoom wall look like? Uh, do you need to have a, you know, a pull-up banner with your graphics on it? Do you need to take into consideration if there's, you know, if there's, um, I don't know, mess in the background, for example? So those things and kind of setting the expectations when you're on video is important to have as well. And then for us, uh, you know, this is obviously, we'll have to resume it post-COVID, um, but in person, we have an in-person cadence where um, most of our team is here in, in, in LA uh, or in California. So we come together, we used to come together once a month. We have been coming together now quarterly and keeping that in mind uh, with your team, depending on how far and how, um, how separate they are geographically. But to celebrate wins, birthdays, um, so, so important to be able to still keep that culture um, really alive. And social media for us has been a huge help in that way in terms of really uh, externally sharing what our culture is um, and really being able to, uh, from our talent community, also be able to, for them to really get a sense as to what Artisan is all about. And then from an HR standpoint, um, I know many, many have lunch rooms, for example, where you have your bulletins listed or your labor posters listed, things like that. We've taken that all into Trello. So as our people log in, they'll get to see all of that information. So that is still for them, first thing that they see. Um, however, other forms, NDAs, just regular forms people need to get a hold of. 
whether you end up using DocuSign or you have a central repository already for um, having everything be cloud-based, um, something for you to um, take a look at and kind of just take into consideration. So um, I do want to talk about pitfalls. Uh, remote certainly is not for everyone. Um, so some things that I've learned to kind of share with you is that you know, some people just need that in-person interaction. Um, some, uh, some people just aren't able to kind of be part of this virtual state. And it doesn't mean that they're not right for going remote. It just means that for you as the leader, uh, you just need to do more training, probably more hand-holding. And for those, for those individuals, they may just not be big communicators. They may very easily fall into a more siloed category. They may not easily be able to problem-solve on their own. They may need other people to be able to brainstorm with. Um, they need that social interaction and social connection. And you know they may just get bored easily on their own, so they need that constant connection with others. Um, so how to provide that for them so that they don't feel siloed. Some uh, some others just don't really have the discipline of staying on task. Um, you know, some people do need that constant oversight, or they get distracted easily, or just can't focus. Again, as a leader, what kind of metrics or KPIs or connections can you put into place to so that they feel that they're kind of moving, uh, you know, moving things along? And then there's a third category with those that aren't really they can't even hold themselves really connected with metrics. Um, they really need that external motivation and that external validation and uh, to, to stay connected and to be part of the team. So again, to kind of just being able to really work with them to make sure that they are set up for success um, because their success will mean your success. Um, and you know, for some, it's going to be very, very easy and people are going to be very, very motivated to work from home. And for others, it's going to be a little bit more um, on your part, a little bit more training that's going to be required. And the final piece I want to share is that um, it's awesome to work from home. And there are so many benefits that go along with it. First and foremost, uh, the productivity that the teams have, uh, all the hours that they get back in their day from not having to commute, uh, really not being distracted to you know really create higher engagement because they're focused and they're targeted and they know what it is that they need to do. Uh, secondly, the financial benefits, uh, of course, um, goes without saying, uh, much less overhead, um, you know, reduced rents, smaller office spaces, um, reducing the carbon footprint, so being better good to the environment. Um, one thing that I wasn't expecting but came out of this whole thing was this intentional collaboration. Um, whereas if somebody really needs, you know, in an office situation, it's easy just to walk to somebody's door and kind of knock in and pop your head in and ask a question. Here in a virtual setting, you really need to be intentional about it, set times, set, uh, set parameters, um, you know, set up these cross-collaboration and these accountability partnerships that I talked about, which has really been beautiful to see because I've seen people who are co collaborating with one another who wouldn't necessarily always be in the same um, ecosystem with one another. 
our accounting teams, for example, with our recruiting teams and so forth. Um, it's been really nice to see. Uh, from a hiring standpoint, um, obviously being in a virtual space, it gives one a huge access to a much, much larger talent pool. There's no geographic limitation anymore, uh, especially in LA or in San Francisco, no commuting issues that we have to deal with. And uh, uh, an article just I saw yesterday, it said that 54% of workers say that they would leave their job for one that would offer a more flexible work, work time. So kind of just keeping that in, in mind as well as, as you think about this, whether it's temporary or more of a permanent solution for you. And the end, re end result being truly just happier teams. Uh, you know, that life work integration I spoke about, that, you know, no commute time, more time with family. And um, all of us here at Artisan are big pet people. So it just makes it be, you know, bring your pet to work every day uh, type of a situation, which makes it great. So the possibilities are truly limitless um, from how you start the planning process to how you come out at, at the other end in terms of success. Um, there's key things as we talked about to really keep into consideration, but it's just the possibilities are endless and I wish you all just really the best and good luck on this new, uh, new venture um, that, that we're on. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative, marketing, and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at Artisan Creative. We look forward to connecting.